All right, well, we are live on Instagram. Wow, it looks great. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I need to get a stand for that, but... All right, well, whoever's tuning in, welcome to the first... Well, we usually do the first 10 minutes of the episode we let you watch. You gotta come back tomorrow and watch the rest, but... Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year 2020. Can you believe it? I can't. This has started back in 2018. Granted, it was the end of the year. Wow, it's the F-pod. But what's that mean? First podcast of the decade. Shout out, be the shout out to last my brother Spiro. <laughs> um, uh, Spiro's been saying all day, like, F blank odd. First lunch of the decade. First, <laughs> That's and, funny. Uh, but F pod makes the most sense because it does. First pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, okay. 2019 was a long year, though, I would say. Yeah, it was like 365. Like oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was weird. Yeah, it was um, It was long. <clears throat> a lot of days in there. There were a lot of good things about it. 525,000. What's great about 2019 is that we're not going to talk about it today. We're going <laughs> to look forward to the things yep. to come, like the NFL playoffs this weekend. Um, should be fucking great. Uh, we also have, uh, we're going to go into, well, this I guess this is about 2019. We're going to give our yeah, we'll biggest give surprises recap. and disappointments. Of the oh, NFL yeah. season. Yes. Lots um, of things to choose from. We'll get into that. Yes, we do. Um, um, but first, we, there was something we wanted to talk about for a little bit, and Matt Matt was a little heated before the episode started about the Cleveland Browns. You know, they parted ways with Dorsey, <coughs> and it was a, it, I was shocked, right? Mm-hmm. You, you didn't expect that, did you? Yep. No, I didn't. Um, now we're hearing they're going to hire the head coach before they pick the GM. And we've heard time and time again and seen that, that it's not the right move to make and usually leads to disaster. But, mm. I mean, and it is the Browns, so we shouldn't be surprised by any of this. But uh, what do you make of that? Can I get that water? Yeah, it's very curious. Um, obviously, the news of, of John Dorsey, they said they mutually parted ways um, after the, they had fired Freddie Kitchens. Doing some reading about it. What I was able to, to come up with as somewhat of a reason or a speculative reason uh, basically had to do with a difference in opinion over the future of the franchise. Um, reports came out that maybe John Dorsey was willing to give Freddie Kitchens another season. Um, questionable for sure, but I mean, it was the guy he hired. Maybe you won't want to admit your wrongs right away. Um, but when they fired him and then the owner, Jimmy Haslam, said that <clears throat> they wanted Dorsey to kind of take a back seat on some decisions, focus more on talent acquisition and drafting, things like that. But he obviously wanted full control as a general manager usually would want control, and that's the job description of a GM. Um, so they just both decided to, to part ways. <clears throat> that's interesting. Um, I, I mean, I've been on the record saying that Kitchens is doing a pretty bad job, but... He's also a first-year head coach, um, so if you're going to hire a guy like that, I feel like you need to work through the growing pains and give give that coach multiple seasons as long as it's not like a complete disaster, which, you know, Brown's definitely disappointed, but they had their ups and downs. They had a nice win against the Ravens. Um, yeah, but, but, I mean, you don't think they should have kept Freddie Kitchens. Sometimes you get in front of a mistake and you end it before it leaks into the next season. 
Yeah. He seemed I mean, to just completely overmatch in every game. Like, he, he just didn't know what he was doing <laughs> as a head coach. He just had no idea. They made the decision because <clears throat> they loved the connection between Kitchens and Baker. And I think, personally, they were afraid that somebody, like, if they had gone with a different head coach and just kept Kitchens as the offensive coordinator, they were afraid that somebody else would come in, give him a better offer, give him a head coaching position, um, and, and kind of take Kitchens away from Baker, which they didn't want to have happen, so they promoted him, and panicked. it backfired. Yeah, they panicked, and it backfired. Who knows if somebody else was going to give him a head coaching job. I don't remember. I don't think anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I don't remember if he was in rumors to do anything else, you know, interviews or whatever. Um, but the big story here, and that this is what I said to you guys off air, which is just ridiculous, and you mentioned it, that the Browns, Jimmy Haslam, said that they're going to hire their head coach and then have the head coach be involved in hiring the GM. Completely ass backwards. Doesn't make any sense to me. Can any of you come up with like what the logic behind that would be? Why would you want your GM, your head coach, picking his superior? Does the GM have to be a superior to the head coach? I guess not. I've always, you know, fundamentally across all sports, that would be the hierarchy. I think that is my phone ringing. That would be like the the typical structure of an organization. You know, the head coach reports to the GM. The GM goes up to the owner um, or the VPs or whatever it is, whatever power structure teams typically have. But for the most part, the GM picks his coach. It's really weird. I think it's really weird. It doesn't make sense. They're trying to model after. You know what happened when the 49ers hired Kyle Shanahan and the the GM, John Lynch, at the same time? Both gave him five-year contracts and kind of married them together, and that has worked. But I I feel like that's more of an anomaly than, like, the new norm. Yeah. I would would assume. It just doesn't make any sense. And then you have issues if the GM and the head coach don't get along. Like, what the fuck do you do? Like, what? you want them to they be on the same They also don't page. even know who their coach is going to be. I think like, if it's going to be a guy like McCarthy, then it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it, it would make more sense in that case because he's like seasoned and he's worked with successful GMs before. But like, if you're not sure if you're going to hire Mark, Mike McCarthy and you're hiring like a Josh McDaniels who's never been – I mean, obviously he's had so much success in the NFL, but – never been a NFL head coach before and well, you're yeah, just but he was bad. Oh. For the Broncos? Oh. Okay. Never mind. They um, sucked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you hire Josh McDaniels and he's had one head coaching stint that was a failure and then you let him pick your GM who is like his job is to run the whole company. Yeah. Instead like like the head coach is obviously very important, but like He's still just like one piece in like a massive organization. So if you're gonna let the the head coach pick the guy who's gonna run the whole thing, it just doesn't really like make sense. Yeah. To, like, <laughs> I like I get that the the owner would want to like work with a head coach. To the like, head coach is more important, I think. The, but like the GM is like the the head that. coach is like supervisor. So like they go hand in hand, like. They're they're both very important. I'm not going to debate which one's more important. But, like, if they had a head coach already that they really liked and then the owner was like, all right, like, let's work together to find our GM, that would make more sense to me. But they 
they don't even have a head coach. Yeah. And they're letting some <clears throat> ghost pick their GM. Yeah. And the thing too is it sound like what this just sounds like to me is an owner who doesn't trust his, himself to make the decision. Exactly. And he just is like already fucking it up and is going to they have like an outside guy or he's technically involved in the organization um who's going to help pick the coach and then they're going to pick the GM together. It's just like an owner who's kind of delegating but also trying to like get involved mm. at the same time which we've seen before if you're an owner who's not like a football person or you're not like into the sport don't fucking get involved in the sport like it's just not in your best interest like let the people who who are good at it do the work for you hire somebody who's a good gm and let him handle the franchise and just sit back and and rake the money that you're gonna make (laughs) owning an nfl team as as owner you do have like you 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 have to be involved like to an extent and that involvement has to just be making like the organization like putting the people in place who can run the organization for you and like this just this just doesn't make sense to me like no. and we've seen it the browns with... do make sense ever no, no. Like, i mean no. you know I'm, I'm the no. i'm the biggest fucking i'm of the school of thought that like bad organizations just make bad decisions like consistently it's like a systemic thing that lasts like over time that's why like a lot of the bad teams are bad for a long time like i'm a fan of one i think the jets like you know i'm 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 always hopeful but i think they're like maybe one of those teams and the browns are definitely one of those teams <laughs> they Johnson are the teams a moron <clears throat> he has no idea what he's doing yeah in my opinion they did the same thing. They hired two outside guys to to hire McCagnan or yeah, somebody. Or they didn't did, work. Yeah, you know, it didn't work because I mean, you bring an outside guy in who's not invested in the result. He's just getting paid to do yeah. this isolated job. Okay. He doesn't give a fuck. Like he's not that. Like there's nothing at stake for him. His job's not on the line. He's just gonna go through the motions. Be like, oh yeah, this guy is probably good. I would I would hire him. Yeah. And then the owner takes the advice of that person, and then it all goes to shit. It's not. And it's not someone out. who's like a part of the organization you're trying to make better. Yeah. Like they just, don't care. just like they, they could care. Like, they can care so much, but they're still not like. As an organization, you're trying to have like an identity and like you build something that people want to be a part of. But it's like, why is somebody making the decision who's not a part of this? <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. And then based and then talking about a New York team. Obviously, the Jets in their history, but the Giants now, it looks like from what I heard from Dave Gettleman interview on the radio today, he sounds like he's losing some of his power there, too. Yeah, and, he and keeps the, saying it's their decision. Yeah. They did that. I did not mean. Yeah, <laughs> and now all of a sudden, like, the Giants owners are, are getting involved. It looks like they're going to be more directly involved in hiring the new Giants head coach. And Gettleman, obviously, is on the hot seat based on the how the seasons have gone the past couple of years. And that, I mean, like, I guess he should be on the hot seat, sure. And maybe at that point, you don't want to give him full control over a new head coach. But it's just, it's so weird to see these GMs, like, the owners going over the GM's heads to make these decisions when the GM is the person who the owners hires to make football decisions. Yeah. It should just be the GM goes, finds a coach, and, like, brings the candidate back to the owner. And, like, the owner sits down with that coach and just gives him, like, the okay if, like, as long as, like, Mm-hmm. everything goes well yeah 
as a as like a GM candidate out there, who the hell would want to take this Browns job now with the head coach like choosing you? And it's like clearly like now it's already very clear that Brown's ownership is going to favor the head coach over the GM. Mm -hmm. So it's just like if I'm a G if I'm a hot GM candidate, I'm just going to be like, I don't want this job. Yeah. Unless they bring in a, a coach and GM who are like boys and like they want to do that together and they yeah. agree they're on the same page, <clears throat> which could happen, but it just seems like a weird way to go about it. And if you don't have, like, for the Giants situation, if you don't trust Gettleman to pick your GM and he's on the hot seat, why is he even still there? Like, what do you trust him to do? If you're not going to let him pick the coach, you're going to do this on your own. Say, like, if you fuck up again, like, you're getting fired. What are you going to wait around for that? What, what's his purpose there? I think like that McCagnan. Yeah. yeah, he's like a sitting duck, and like one th- one thing goes wrong. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they hire the new head. Like they did the same thing they did with Gase. If they yeah. hire a head coach, and then later on Gettleman gets fired. I think the Ga- I think the Giants are becoming one of these like perennially bad organizations that makes bad decisions all the time, and like they I don't have know. been for more than a few years now. So yeah, yeah, but like. Yeah, I mean, they haven't had success in a long time. Would they made the, they, they made, made the playoffs, playoffs in 2015 since the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. which still, I mean, it made it once, but for their standards, for a Super Bowl winning team in the past two in the past 20 years, <clears> you <throat> think they'd at least be consistently yeah. making the playoffs at least, even if they're not going deep in the playoffs just one of those always solid teams yeah i think they i think they may have like fell off as an organization like all even even good organizations like have down years Mm -hmm. but like i think the giants are like a step past that where it's like getting concerning i almost think their two super bowl runs were like more so an anomaly than the norm for them outside of those two super bowls you look at the past 20 years they weren't a team that always went to the playoffs. Eli has missed plenty of playoffs throughout his career. Yeah. They had those two great runs, and I think it kind of gave they up. They did go to one other Super Bowl. They <clears throat> lost to the Ravens. With Eli? Not with Eli. That was like 2002 or something. I'm talking about the last 20 that years. Was like, that was like 99. No, it was it was early 2000s. Are you sure? It might have been 2000. I believe it was. I'll check on it, because I think that is when the Ravens won the Super Bowl. But... <clears throat> the point is that, like, they, I think that those two Super Bowl runs kind of masked their, like, it, it kind of took away, <clears throat> it gave them, like, a, a unnecessary, like, platform where they thought that they were this great organization, they do everything by the book, you know, it masks all the downfalls of your organization when you win like that. And I feel like they weren't a team like, like the Packers or the Patriots or, you know, even, like, the Niners when they were in their heyday, like... They weren't a team that was perennially Super Bowl contenders. They just had those two runs and, and kind of distracted people from what they really were. I don't know if I agree with that. They did. They made the playoffs a bunch of times. Like there were, there was that one year that they were like the one or two seed in the NFC. It was two thousand. The Ravens beat the Giants. Yeah, they had like some great defenses. They were, they were always competitive. Up, but like in, in. In most of the Eli years, they were always, they were expected to be good. In most of the Eli years, but they weren't. 
They won two when Super Bowls. When did Eli join the team? 2004? Yeah. You could probably look at his QB record every year. See how they did. Yeah, Didn't he have a five? Or now he was under one game under 500, right? They won the. He pl- lost his last game as a starter. Yeah, yeah. No, he won. No, I thought they lost to the Eagles. Or no. he lost, and then they won. Beat the Dolphins. But he w- didn't play. Yeah, he did. Oh, so he finished five hundred. They lost in Philly, and then they won in Miami when he played. And then they okay. f- he finished five hundred. Right. They made the playoffs four years in a row, from two thousand five to two thousand and eight. That was their run. On, that was their real good run. Then they missed the playoffs two years in a row, won another Super Bowl, and then that was it. So I, I guess there was some like stable success there. No, for I, a I, bit. I see what you mean. They're they're maybe they're not on the level of like some of the perennially like elite teams. But they were they were thought of as that. They were treated that way. Yeah. Well, I think that's a lot of like our us being in New York. That, and, like, having to deal with Giants fans, like, all the time. What, them being looked at as some yeah, high-class mm-hmm. elite organization? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. But nowadays, they're they're completely exposed and just, like, any other franchise trying to figure it out, and this they're, they're failing. This guy on the radio, Chris Carlin, won't shut up about Chase Young. He's like, the Giants need to do anything <laughs> they can to get this guy. It's like, they lost the chance. Stop talking <laughs> Chris about Carlin's like the, not the fat, bald him. guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like a Mets like guy. Real? Really? Oh, yeah. I saw. Yeah. I was looking at his Wikipedia today, and I saw that. But They're not going to get Chase Young. He's like, he like talks about it as if like that's the realistic like Still an that, option? Yeah, he's like, Chase Young could be that guy for this defense. I'm like, <laughs> They're like not getting him. <laughs> <laughs> they pick fourth, so there's no way. Yeah, it's the Redskins the, or the Lions. Yeah, one him. of them will for sure take him. What are you gonna trade up for him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be impossible to do. Um, <clears throat> so a lot of questions surrounding the Giants, Browns, obviously. A lot of teams looking for head coaches. Jason Garrett officially fired. Yeah, breaking uh, news. This time, three we're weeks in a row on the memo. Breaking news. Well, breaking if you're news. watching, Jason Garrett has been fired finally, something yep. that we've all been calling for for yes. quite a while now. So maybe the Cowboys will be good soon. See if anyone's watching. And maybe Jason Garrett will land another coaching position. Maybe he'll be able to maybe pick the Browns GM. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I, I think he'll be an offensive coordinator somewhere. What are you telling someone he got fired? No, someone texted me. There's, that might be a good. Sp- uh, there's might, two people looking, and one of them is me. Now there's one. <laughs> Whoever's watching, thanks for staying here. It was me. Well, <clears throat> yeah, long overdue. Definitely, they milked this process. Jerry Jones is. Why did they? I don't get why they didn't. One of a kind. Was he like giving him a chance to plead his case? I guess. Or is it just like so hard, man. <laughs> I don't Can't understand. Who you knows? Say they were grooming him since he was in the womb. He was on the. T- he was still a player, and they they were was basically getting. Like, I don't know what he played. He might have been a QB, like a backup. Yeah, no. But they would like Jerry Jones would let him into meetings and shit when he was still a player, and like hear him out, and then he was on the staff for a while. Um, <clears throat> they promoted him to offensive coordinator, and then hired Wade Phillips and kept. They they gave Wade Phillips Jason Garrett, 
ended up paying Garrett more than Wade Phillips as the offensive coordinator. And then once Wade Phillips left, they promoted him to head coach. So he's they've been working on this for so long. I feel like Jerry didn't want to like finally admit his mistake, yeah. and like that's a long term investment that didn't How work long out. Has he been the head coach nine years, nine full seasons. How many times have they made the playoffs? Twice. That, well, at least it's not Marvin Lewis. <laughs> I twice two or <laughs> Marvin Lewis at least made it. They would just lose. <laughs> yeah, I think twice. Yeah, you'd rather make it and then yeah. lose that first game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Isn't he like the he's quarterbacks a, coach yeah. of the he, random college? He's team? on the Arizona State coaching staff. <laughs> I was just watching a game one day, and I saw him on the sideline, and like Herm Edwards is their head coach. So I was like, "What the fuck is Marvin Lewis doing there? <laughs> <laughs> is he just walk? Is he lost? Just walking around sidelines? Find a better job than that? <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of sad. What is Hugh Jackson doing? Uh, I think he just works like on Fox. <laughs> he's like an analyst kind of guy or he why does like anyone, guest spots why would anyone want his analysis he's that's clearly, the thing he's clearly dude. not it's capable so of like analyzing the sport <laughs> and a guy like Dan Orlovsky is like a big time ESPN he's analyst he's good though, Smart, though. He, the shit he says the fucking terrible quarterback what does so, he know he's like breaking down quarterbacks and shit it just pisses just me off he just, maybe he just didn't have the arm talent alright maybe Hugh Jackson didn't have he the also, brain yeah we know <laughs> I think it's the same thing. What's the it's difference? easier to break down and look at film and like see the things that can be corrected than to on in game like call things and make it. Yeah, justice. there's all there's like the physical part of it where it's like he, he might have just like not been physically capable of being. I just don't trust his opinions. Wasn't he on the team when the Lions went zero sixteen? Wasn't yeah, he, the he ran out of the back of the end <laughs> Yes, that fucking guy. I'm gonna listen to that guy. He brings it up all the time. It's mad really? Funny. He's like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went like one in fifteen with the Colts the year after Peyton left. I mean, he wasn't good at quarterback. So don't tell me what to what's good with other quarterbacks. That doesn't it bothers mean shit. Me. And he's like, he's like a dick about it. Like Bill Belichick was like, he was a football player like in college. Like he probably sucked. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I mean, well, <laughs> coaches that didn't play. No, that's fine. Are there? Yeah. Probably most of the head coaches didn't, not in the NFL, or even probably college either. Andy Reid, no way he <laughs> fucking strapped him up. <laughs> even I probably bet you he did. Idiot. Probably in the fucking ocean. <laughs> walrus. I bet you he played. Is that guy going to win a Super Bowl or what? No. Um, should we move on to the main? Yeah, we got carried away a little bit. One of he was an offensive tackle. Where? Obviously. Glendale Community College <laughs> in California. He couldn't play, but it's he a hot knew bed. he knew how to fucking like, it's like <laughs> he hey, to run an offense. We're gonna score points. <laughs> Has he always like? I feel like he in the past like four years it was just became the best. He's uh, always he been always good. He was good with the Eagles. They had good good offenses. They went there. to the bowl. Donovan McNabb. They should go to the bowl this year if they're not big time busts. We'll, yeah, get, we'll to get into that later. All right. Um, let's move on to the surprises and disappointments. Yeah, we'll we'll take a little trip down memory lane of some of the biggest stories lines in the NFL this year. Um, we are each gonna go around in a circle, <laughs> or a triangle, and uh, <laughs> I'll give one surprise for the NFL season, and then follow it up with one disappointment for the NFL season. I guess the surprise would be like a pleasant surprise because like a disappointment yeah. is also a surprise <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
But you get the point. One thing that's good, one thing that was bad. And Richard, you want to start us off? That's one good, one bad. One good, one bad. I don't know. What if I have the same one as you guys? That's why I asked you six times to say it in the group chat. I was busy. It was working too late. Do you have one or no? I do, but I feel like it's mad obvious. Come on. You guys go first. All right, I'll start it off. The Ravens going 14-2. and two. <laughs> That's not it. Shocker. <laughs> All right. Should I start out with a... With surprise. A surprise? Pleasant surprise. All right, my pres... Pleasant. <laughs> you got presents for us? <laughs> we did Secret Santa. All right. I wrote out a long note, and now it disappeared. So. Good. I'll start. Okay. Um, no additional text. <laughs> fucking wrote it my surprise of the year pleasant surprise is going to be the one the only Gardner Minshew see was that what you were going <laughs> to pick I was thinking of it I wrote that in the group All right, maybe you did <laughs> um, it's going to be Gardner Minshew obviously took the league by storm when Nick Foles got hurt uh, mustache flying all over the field the guys got bandanas he was a big uh, almost you know meme worthy kind of player for a little bit there but memes aside and, and jokes aside, the guy's good. He can play. And <clears throat> we saw it when Foles was injured. Then they brought Foles back, played like shit, went right back to Minshew. Um, and it kind of wore off a little bit because it was hard, obviously, to sustain that level of, of play as a rookie quarterback in general, especially somebody who came in kind of really not expecting to be thrown in there. Um, but I long-term outlook for Gardner Minshew I absolutely think he can be a franchise quarterback. I say surprise, and I know that I know Richard's a fan of him. Alex, I think, is came around a little bit on him. I know we had our disagreements about Minshew in in the past, but there's a lot of people out there that are not holding him to the same regard as other first round, second round quarterbacks that we saw this year. I'm really fucking struggling with this mic. <laughs> it's okay. All right, it happens every week. You got guys like Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, um, sucks. People, Dwayne Haskins. Everybody sucks. <laughs> these guys, because of their draft stock, are assumed to be franchise quarterbacks. Like nobody right now is questioning whether they're franchise quarterbacks until further notice. Like they get that benefit of the doubt, right? Like not for me. In, in most circles, Daniel like, Jones sucks. He's had a great rookie year. Is greatness measured by fumbles? He had a he had a very good rookie year. He had a better year than Kyler Murray did. But Gardner Sucks. Minshew had a better year than both of them. He does not suck. Okay. <laughs> you have you have to have some patience with these young guys. Daniel Jones Sucks. showed a lot of promise his first year. Yeah, and all he of them showed a lot of footballs on the ground. <laughs> It is. You can't discount it. I feel like because you just look at a quarterback stats, you <laughs> We're see, gonna start talking you about see Daniel touchdowns Jones and picks, and that's all anyone sees. But he fucking lost twelve turnovers. Fumbles. Okay, sure. Yes, he's got to cut back on the turnovers. Right, keep going. Gardner Minshew is on the same level, if not a step above these other quarterbacks. But the reason that everyone is questioning his long-term outlook and whether he's a franchise quarterback because he has a mustache. It's because he has a mustache. It's because he was a sixth-round pick. Or fifth or sixth round pick? Sixth, I sixth. think. Sixth. I was looking at his draft profile. I was looking at some of the things people had said coming into the year. And his biggest question mark was his arm, his his throwing power. I pulled up. I can actually show you right now. His actual draft profile on NFL.com, the first note here, the first bullet mark. My fucking 
history is filled with Bob the Builder characters now. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Um, you were the, looking up Bob the Builder? Yes, I was. I was going to trip down memory Bob lane. the Builder or Handy Manny, write it in the comments below. Thanks. Who would win in a street fight? <laughs> <laughs> the first bullet here is scouts are concerned by perceived lack of arm strength. Second bullet. Hate to see noodle arm. I'm getting. I'm going to get there. Second bullet, intermediate and deep throws require additional air. Uh, appears to lack confidence. Touch throws over linebackers. Okay, so he can't throw deep, maybe. You know, he's got a problem with that. Maybe that's why people don't trust him. Moving forward, after he plays There's his full season, after he plays his full season, Garner Minshew's 129 passer rating on passes 20 yards or more downfield is the highest mark in the league. Well. So his question his biggest flaws coming out of into the draft were not correct. They were proven to be wrong. So Who other than that, this ta- they do it such no a bad sense. job. <laughs> it had the one thing you said he was bad at, he was just the best in the league at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is anyone gonna be held accountable for that analysis? <laughs> so I really don't get it. <laughs> it doesn't I make really do not he just suddenly just... found a deep ball. Um so that's really like the key to me is he had a lot of questions coming out. Disprove those. Now it looks like the guy moving forward. He's my biggest surprise, and I'm all in on the hype. And that was a long answer, but nice. there you go. I like, I like him. And they're in a prime position in the draft to take a guy like. So I can fix this. Um, I mean, their defense is still stacked. They're in a prime position to it's now build. Stacked. They got Allen. They have in they that got, other guy. They got <laughs> that what's, oh no, that other guy's good. Gakwe, whatever his name is, they're gonna lose him. But Bouye is good. They got a. They got they another got, first round. They got pick thrashed the in the second half of the season. Okay, but they're in a prime position their best to player. draft either Judy or C.D. Lamb and build around Minshew in general. So I think you'll see a more talented offense around him next year. Yeah, and I'm excited. I I. I I'll take the L on what I was saying about... Nah. I still think he's like... I just... I said he his ceiling is an above-average NFL quarterback, which I think is fair. That's, of like, course that's, that's, that's fair. That's high praise. Um, I like what I've seen from him. I just, like... I can't get... Back, like, I've never seen a good Jaguars quarterback <laughs> in my life. So. Gerard, bro. Blake... <laughs> Blake. Who was in the AFC Championship two years Mark ago? Sanchez. God, Blake Bortles is bad. Here all day. I'll go, I'll go right at you. Uh, no, we don't need any more mad analysis. <laughs> Alex is up. It's my squad. I think I know who Alex picked. Um. Okay. And not from reading the group because I didn't. <laughs> my pick for biggest pleasant surprise of the 2019 season is the gunslinging Ryan Tannehill. Um. Favorite player in the league. Yeah, I'm I'm big on this guy. Um, Won you a championship? Yes, he did. He started in my uh, I benched Kirk Cousins for him in my fantasy championship game, and he it was the right decision. He had a good game, but that's big time. Did you but, flip um, a coin for that one? Got lucky again? No, <laughs> no, I did not. But if you flip a coin at the start of next season, it'll be between me winning chance. and not winning. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that'll. That'll probably uh You're yeah. not invited back next season. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. So Richard's scrambling to find a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have mine, I know it already. <laughs> so 
Uh, Mariota starts the season for the Titans, and they're just very starts the season very Titans like. Um, I think they started two and bad. (laughs) (laughs) Two and four. Yeah, two and four. Um, just like very unspectacular, classic Marcus Mariota, like boring, doesn't turn the ball over, like the new version of Tyrod Taylor, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, if you're not turning the ball over, don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> throw some more picks, man. <laughs> James um, Winston. Exciting. <laughs> but um, they finally make the change. They throw Ryan Tannehill in there, who's finally free of uh, being a Miami Dolphin. And he... I'm not going to mince my words here, sugarcoated. He kind of lit up the fucking league. Um, he just pulled some stats here that I wrote them down and they disappeared. Come on, Steve Jobs or whatever. You're dead. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, Ryan Tannehill, first in the NFL in yards per attempt, um, first in yards per completion, first in quarterback rating. Um, 70% passer rating, went seven and three, led them to, um, playoffs, obviously, uh, 22 touchdowns, six picks, his, he had his lowest interception rate percentage since, um, like mad years ago it was like 3.3 <laughs> last year that he got it down to 2.1, which is very good. Um, his touchdown percentage was 7.7 and his his 7.7 his career touchdown percentage is 4.5 what what is touchdown percentage it's the percent of passes he throws a touchdown on is 7.7 good yeah yeah it's very good okay i never heard that stat before um he made it up just now (laughs) alex is digging for these (laughs) stats yeah but what a year for ryan Tannehill. he's like it's not it's not ridiculous to say that Ryan Tannehill is playing quarterback on an elite level. And, you know, maybe he'll come back down to earth. But for this season, he was incredible. I like the comeback. A lot of people were saying, well, not saying it, but, like, kind of stopped taking him seriously. And he put him on notice. And now he's got a big playoff game against the Patriots, his former rival. Um, and I'm excited to watch it because... Ryan Tannehill impressed me, and I'm officially a fan of his. All right. I, I got some things I want to say here about this Ryan Tannehill hype. I, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I, it's a pleasant surprise. He did ball out, but we we know who this guy is. You look at the schedule, and we do this a lot. We break down, like, they beat anybody who's a good team, bad team. They beat the Chiefs. That's the only good win that they have with Ryan Tannehill under center. And it was with, like, there were two special teams turnovers in the last five minutes of the game for the Chiefs. They they lost to the Panthers. They beat the Bucks, Jaguars, Colts, Raiders, and Texans, who started me. So he's really unproven against pretty bad defenses and winning by slim margins in some of these games. It's a good story, um, which I, I agree with you. It's a good pick for a pleasant surprise. Um, but I don't expect – I mean, do you expect him to be the next franchise quarterback for the Titans? Yeah, absolutely. You think that that's like a good decision for that they would make? 
I feel like they're going to like they're they're picking from a playoff position. Like what else could they do? I think that it's going to in the end backfire for them. They're going to sign him to like a four or five year deal, and he's going to go back to being Ryan Tannehill, and he, he, can't get you over the hump. He and deserves he, a contract. Like though they have no choice, but I just feel like it's a recipe that's going to come back and bite them in the ass because they're being forced into making this this contract, and he does deserve it. But they're one. They're one of the few teams in the NFL with a points differential of over a hundred. Like that's something that like the Texans can't say. That's something that a lot of teams like the Seahawks can't say. Like the, they, the they Ryan Tannehill nobody. balled out. Like yeah, he, he did, did what he had to do. Yeah, they may have lost to some bad teams, but like it's not on Tannehill. He played at an elite level. No, he did. He did. I just don't. I just don't see it lasting past this week. <laughs> and I'm not going to get into it right now with the picks that we're going to talk about, but. Well, I mean, we'll see. Like, they're not going to forget what Ryan Tannehill was the first five years of his career. Yeah, yeah, he probably will. I mean, we'll get into the 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 Patriots game later, but I think it's uh, about my time to reveal the surprise of the year. And I'm going to name the guy who is pretty much responsible for Tannehill's breakout, and that is Mr. Derrick Henry. Mm. I like Derrick, a man who, you know. I know me and Matt were never big fans of him. We were always so very disappointed with what he would do every year. It always seemed like he would do nothing the whole year, and then the last game or second to last game of the year, he'd rush for like 250, get himself <laughs> over 1,000 yards. Or like a 90-yard touchdown. Yeah, um, he would always score like one-yard touchdowns and get his touchdowns up. He was a good dec- – he actually wasn't a good fantasy guy, but, <laughs> you know, he would get those little gimme touchdowns, whatever. This year, he finally – plays like the running back that everyone thought he would be when he came into the league a huge powerhouse with sneaky speed who just for how many games in a row to end the year just absolutely tore it up yeah had over 200 yards once had like 180 yards in a game he had 16 rushing or 15 16, 16 right and two receiving touchdowns 18 overall led the league in rushing high career highs all around carries uh, receiving yards, touchdowns, yards, yards per carry, all of it. And I mm-hmm. think it goes hand-in-hand hand with Ryan Tannehill coming in and seeing that success because of the success of the ground game and Derrick Henry and obviously that offensive line. But it was nice to finally see him after a few disappointing years in the league so far come out and put up a really not a – and it wasn't even like one of those years in the league – where the leading rusher is just like, okay. You mm-hmm. know, you have those years where the guy is like 1,200 mm-hmm. yards. Like, uh, nobody really did well this year. Yeah, He really did well. He tore it up. And yeah. if they're going to beat the Patriots, it'll be because he probably has a great game. Yeah. I, I think he's, he's got to be like considered a top five running back in the league yeah. right now. I mean, he's, the guy fucking went nuts his last stretch of six, seven games. So it was good to see him finally put a full season together. I agree, and I, I don't I don't doubt that Derrick Henry is part of Ryan Tannehill's success. Of course, it's important. Like, what Dolphins running back was ever relevant during mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill's tenure there? Um, I like that pick. Who was their running back? The, the Dolphins. I can't remember a they single had, one. Like, Kenyon Drake. He was there for a little bit. Who Jay also Ajay. now looks good. Oh yeah, Jay Ajay was there for a while. Going back to Tannehill. 
when he was on the Dolphins, he was always up near the top um, most sacked quarterbacks in the league. So he never really had the protection that he does in Tennessee. So, you know, well-protected quarterback usually plays better. <clears throat> okay, so those are the – the pleasant surprises, the you know the good that was in the NFL this season. Obviously, a lot of things that didn't pan out quite as well. Uh, you know, a lot of topics that we mentioned throughout the course of the season with the Cleveland Browns' entire team, uh, Mitch Trubisky and the Bears' offense disappointing. Um, there's a lot that that could be said about teams or teams, players, situations that failed to live up to the hype they were given in the, in the off season last year. Uh, I'm gonna go with one that's also been kind of given a, you know a lot of talk throughout the season. Uh, a big surprise, I think, to most of us. Um, the the Los Angeles Rams and, and their offense in general. Um, the way you know they ended last season, trip to the Super Bowl, best offense in the league. Um, basically, just doing doing everything right with all the weapons they have, all the different you know, different plays and, and new type of schemes that we had seen from Sean McVay. It's Sean, right? Mm-hmm. I always confuse it with Scott. <laughs> it's Sean. It's Sean. Okay. And, and basically, you kind of just expected them to roll into this season doing the same thing. Now, they went 9-7. and seven, And in a different division, they probably would have made the playoffs or competed for the playoffs. So it's not a complete terrible season or failure from that standpoint, but it is a disappointment from what their expectations were. Um, the offense was middle of the road in, in passing and in rushing. Um something that you didn't expect to see with with Gurley and the receiving core especially given the money they tied into Jared Goff and Todd Gurley this offseason interesting to see where they go from here we've talked a lot about their draft pick situation their salary cap situation a lot of question marks moving forward Uh, but I personally was very high on them last year and expected the same thing this year Um, now you got to wonder if all of the hype with Sean McVay now being taken taken apart and torn down um, how they're going to respond and I don't know what to expect obviously Todd Gurley looks like he is past his prime in terms of being the top running back in the league Um, so that could be an issue moving forward but overall like the season just never really got going for the Rams they were always you know started off 3-0 lost a couple games aside from that you did you did call that I'll give you credit for one of your snipes (laughs) <laughs> but aside, aside from the couple early season wins, they just were kind of always taking one step forward and two steps back. So interesting to see where they go. I expected a lot more. Obviously, that coupled with the surprise of the Niners kind of just fucked them over completely with that division. They never stood a chance. It was Seahawks-Niners the whole way. Um, so that kind of – that was just for me personally, it was a disappointment. The other L.A. team, obviously, as well, but – uh, I'm going to avoid that conversation today. And I'm going to go with the Rams offense. Disappointing, letting me down. Be better, Goff. You're better than that. Come on. Yeah. Interesting season there from the Rams. I was on I, live TV. I thought they Is might have. Uh, <laughs> when they beat the Seahawks, I thought they might really? have. Uh, hey, Lily. Thanks for tuning in. Are you going to let me talk? We have people listening. I I thought when they beat the Seahawks that they might be turning it around. Um, they had some important games coming up. Mm-hmm. They be, they beat the Seahawks and then they were about to play the Cowboys and I thought that they were definitely going to win that game. 
because um, I think they're – I still think they're a better team than the Cowboys, yeah. even though they lost. They got wrecked. Um, yeah, and they just got – they got doubled up by the Cowboys, and then I was just like, yikes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, weird season from the Rams. And, like, if McVay doesn't turn this shit around next season, like, people are going to be like – what happened? This guy was supposed to be some sort of guru. Mm-hmm. But the thing is too that they went nine and seven. Like it wasn't like it wasn't a Cleveland Browns collapse or like a terrible no, like no. Bears terrible season. They're fine, but like they're they ju- they were just got, pretty good still. Yeah, but they just looked so much more pre- pedestrian. And mm-hmm. I mean like last off season everybody's going out to go find the next Sean McVay. Is that even what you should be looking for now? Is the question. I'm looking at Kyle Shanahan. That guy knows how to call some plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely a definitely a letdown from the Rams. Um, my disappointment is, you know, the way this episode's going makes sense. I've I've been very critical of the New York Giants so far today. Um, my biggest letdown of the 2019 season is Saquon Barkley. Um, these guys know that I was very high on him last season. I, I mean, everyone was, he was incredible. Mm -hmm. Like he was just, no matter what, no, no matter how much the defense keyed in on him, no matter how bad the offensive line was, no matter who was playing quarterback, it didn't matter. Saquon Barkley was going to light up the box score, give you highlight play after highlight play, drop a million fantasy points. Um, and then this year, he kind of just took a step back. Um, he was injured, so I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in that area. But his scrimmage yards per game were down. Um, he caught a lot less receptions. Um, he was only t- last year he ar- averaged like almost eight targets per game. This year he was sitting at like five. So I don't know if it's just like. Shermer being an idiot and that whole coaching staff being terrible and that they're just not getting him involved as much. Um, I did think about if like the defense is just keying in on him a little bit more this season because obviously he solidified himself as an elite talent last season. But like he made that very clear early in the season last year. So even what, even last, last season, even when defenses were probably keying in on him as the only like very very good weapon on the Giants offense he was still breaking off highlight plays game after game and that just wasn't there this season um he scored like half as many touchdowns and it was really disappointing because last year he was 21 years old took the league by storm and I was really excited to see what he would do this season and he kind of just was a floppity flop flop. So and the line got better too. So you yeah, and the line improved. That, that he would have a bigger season than he did. Yeah, and Daniel Jones is the greatest quarterback ever. Just kidding. Okay, one the <laughs> one thing I'll say, and I I mostly agree with you, and obviously Barkley was very disappointing. The reason I think he got a lot less receptions is was to do with the quarterback change. Eli loved checking it down to him anytime there was a hint of pressure. Jones may be a little more mobile, can escape uh, a, yeah. a quick eye running at him and still look downfield. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's totally on Saquon, but 
like that just goes to show what I was saying about Jones before facts like don't fumble it and check it down to your elite running back well he was slinging it downfield instead of checking it down cuz Eli was he's turning he the ball shadows. turning the ball over at a record pace you know who else did that in their rookie season Peyton Manning yeah who you think is bad no what I don't think that. <laughs> you think he's I think Drew Brees is better. <laughs> That's a very different conversation. You guys were saying some stuff about Peyton that was yeah uh, overrated. Bl- overrated. Yeah, overrated. What an egregious claim! Look at that rookie season. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If you're going to rate Daniel Jones on his turnovers, what? Why can't I rate Peyton Manning on his turnovers? The rookies always turn the ball over. It's what they do. I know you're trying to be funny right now. No, okay. The Peyton Manning overrated, whatever. That's a different conversation. But rookies turn the ball over. That's what you don't. Do. Rookie quarterbacks are not perfect, and they obviously the change of game and and getting hit by these ginormous men. It's gonna, you're gonna drop the ball a couple times. But he turned it over like the most ever. Someone's gonna turn the ball over the most. All right. I just think he's not that good. I think he'll be fine. But I, I, and. Saquon, you got to be better, man. That is true. 22 years old, you have your whole career ahead of you. Yeah. So you don't think it was Pat Shermer's fault? Obviously, it was partly his fault. He's one of the worst coaches I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was just very disappointing. We're talking about disappointments. He was incredible his rookie year, and then he was just he was still good. But he was just good. Not even a pro bowler. All right. I guess it's my turn. Uh, You guys were live that whole time. So um, uh, your your friend AJ Espinosa, Matt, he wanted to say to you, uh, talk to me about how great Carson Wentz is in December. But he just left, I think, so there's no need. Okay. Well, we'll get to that when we pick the games. All right. Ending the live video. Okay. So... I guess it's my turn to do biggest disappointment. And now, does it have to be? It doesn't have to be a player, player, correct? team, situation, um, whatever, whatever you got. I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Falcons. Mm, good. A team that every year it seems is one of the not the favorites, but people expect them to be in the hunt, be in the playoffs at the end of the year because of players like Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and they're supposed to have this high-powered offense with Devontae Freeman. At running back, and they went to the Super Bowl not that long ago. Had the biggest letdown, and is the worst thing that's ever happened to a team <laughs> in the playoffs. But you know they should be better than they are every year. And this was just another disappointing year. In I mean they made, they made the playoffs last year, right? But they lost, I think, to um. I, f- I remember because Kornfeld was saying that he thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl, and they lost in like the second round or the first round. Whatever. I think they lost to the Eagles. But they started. I'm, I think they started off one and seven, and then they did have a nice turnaround. They might have finished seven and nine. Like they the did. Same, same like the Jets did. They started off one and seven, finished seven and nine, and um, I don't know when you have a former MVP and these receivers and uh, and just an offense that should always be near the top of the league and you underachieve like that. I just think that makes you one of the biggest disappointments in the league. And I don't know how they're off. Do you know how their O-line is? Is it bad? I don't know off the top of my head. 
It's not bad. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I think their problem is their defense. They were yeah. always in like shootouts. Mm-hmm. And then, but then they randomly like fucking clamped the Packers. Or oh something. yeah. Or like the Saints. They beat the Saints. Yeah, like twenty-two to seven or something. One weird, game. weird team. Yeah, it always feels like they're never reaching that full potential of that offense. Because mm-hmm. he's Matty Ice. Yeah, I don't know if it's the quarterback or if Dan Quinn's not really the answer after that one going to the Super Bowl run. If he, they were just in over their head that year, but I don't know. But I was gonna, th- I was thinking of picking Quinn and Williams, but I didn't want to pick a rookie. <laughs> and I don't, not that he's gonna be bad. I just thought it was yeah, disappointing harsh. given the hype. But yeah, um, I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons for biggest disappointment. Yeah, they're such a weird team. Every year, like they're one of those teams coming into the season, you think they're going to be great and compete, and there always seems like they're missing something, yeah. and like they it's piss tough me to off. figure out. They are. They were like team. so like every time you saw the Falcons, you were just like, I don't want to watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not an exciting team to watch, despite being in shootouts a lot. Like it just was never had that feeling of like a compelling game, yeah. um, which which is weird. But yeah, they're definitely a team to keep an eye. And honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised if they were good next year. Like they're a team that they the, could yeah, bounce they back. Could. They can they're still bringing back the same guys. Julio is still a beast. Yeah, they definitely got to shore up the defensive side <clears> of the ball. <throat> yeah, it'll be interesting. But that's our little look back on the season. Um, I'm sure, there's a lot more things that we missed in terms of surprises and letdowns. If you wanna. Share your thoughts with us. Hit us in the comments. Alvin Kamara. Platforms. That's another that. one. Alvin Kamara, dude. How many, he had like, t- what? Do you, how many touchdowns did he have? Like five, four. four? Like ridiculous. Shows how big of a of a loss. Not I mean, not even a loss because the team is still amazing. But how big of a factor for Kamara having a guy like Mark Ingram was. Yeah. Like that Who's one two punch. Fantastic season. Yeah. He's having a great year, a but boss. Kamara, I think, needed him. The Saints maybe didn't need him because they're still a machine, but it looked like Kamara definitely could have used another you know, guy. Latavis Murray wasn't cutting it. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. All right, so are we moving on now to the big segment of the episode? Big picks what coming up. What are we running up? at here? Um, AJ just texted me scared of the truth. <laughs> 58 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> um, so what we're doing in this segment is we're making we're combining tell AJ I'm about to make him very happy <laughs> we're combining our <laughs> predictions and our into a bracket type thing just for this week so in the following weeks we're gonna do predictions separate from the bracket because the brackets are gonna be set at that point and you can't change it obviously because we're doing a point thing with it first yeah. round's like one point so yeah, yeah so we're gonna do like a bracketology type thing where if you get the first round uh, winner right, it's going to be one point. Second round is going to be two. Um, conference championships going to be four. And then Super Bowl is going to be eight. So right. whoever ends up with the most points wins. There will um, be some stakes here. Yeah, we didn't we decide on a punishment because we love to punish each other. Yeah. If you guys want to send some in, those suggestions. And I, as you know, some final updates on the regular season uh, game we were doing with picking picking each week. I lost the final records. Alex went thirty three and eighteen, which is ridiculous. Um, Luck. I, I mean, I don't know how you do it. Um, Richard went twenty six and twenty five, 
I believe. <laughs> you know, you're in the green. That's all you can ask yeah, for. Staying positive. And I went 0-4 the last week of the season to finish <laughs> at 24-28. and 28. Um, And I honestly don't think that all of those numbers add up. If you add all of our totals together, I think there's some fuck-ups there. Um, but I was clearly last place. Like I definitely deserve that L. Uh, and I will be bleaching my hair next weekend. No sense. What? I, 33 and 18 is an odd number. You went 24 and 28. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. I, I, I think I messed some things up there. <laughs> so we just fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I definitely lost whatever it was. I wasn't close. So Matt's going to I, I like. I, I wasn't keeping track of your fucking scores because you were just way far ahead, and it was between me and Richard. Maybe I went 24 and 27. Yeah, it's a little better for myself. Um, yeah, well, so I will dye my hair. I will, I will be bleach blonde fucking dye my hair for this show. I think you can rock it. Going into the I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you yeah, die, you I was. So that's what I did. Show without a hat on. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so what we're, what we're doing with this first week is we're gonna predict the first round and like go into detail about it, and then each of us will give the rest of our bracket, and then in the following weeks we'll have to go into detail about what the actual games are, and hope our brackets line up. So, but this special first week, it's a combined segment. Predictions and bracket. Um, All right. What's the first game of the weekend? I think, it, I think it's it Bills-Texans. Yeah, it's every single year the Texans get the first game of the week because nobody wants to watch it. So boring. Um, so, it's, it's yeah, Buffalo's going to Houston to play the Texans. Um, 425 on Saturday. Who wants to start us off? I'll start it off. Um you got um, – this is a very, uh, to me, a very evenly matched game. Um, could really go either way. Obviously, the home team always gets a little bit of a, that home field advantage. But I don't know if that really exists for the Texans. Like, it's not like somewhere that's, like, really scary to play for NFL teams, I don't think. Um, shaking. Um, Billy O'Brien's house. <laughs> yeah, Billy O. Billy O. B. Um, um, the Texans are like such a weird team. They just like, we always talk about this, but you never really know what you're gonna get with them. They randomly beat the Patriots, and then like the next week they lose to some crap team. Was it the Broncos? Didn't um, they get blown out? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. The Bills have been fairly consistent throughout the season. Um, they didn't play the hardest schedule at all, but, you know, they won the games that they had to. Um, the defense was really good. Um, I'm going to take the Bills in this one. Um, they play well on the road. I think they went like 6-2 and two on the road. Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over. Um, they have like a strength. And I feel like the Texans don't, they're not really like, obviously the offense is good, but it's very inconsistent. Um, I like the team that's more like solid. Um, I like defense in the playoffs, defense travels. Um, yeah, I like, I like the Bills in this one. And that's the episode of the memo. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, There's okay. not really that much to analyze about these teams. No, you're right. Um, 
So I'll go next, and I'm going to go opposite of Alex, which is probably something you shouldn't do around here <laughs> <laughs> because he really washed the floor with us <laughs> in the picks. But Alex is always wrong anyway. Yes. So. Don't let the picks fool you. Yeah, that was a whole I, bunch of luck. Me and Matt had better records yeah. than Alex, I basically. admitted to fudging up the stats. Who really knows what, what happened? Yeah, it could have been. I could have been thirty-three and eighteen. Yeah, I just wrote the name wrong. It could have been eighteen and thirty-three. Yeah, exactly. I am dyslexic. <laughs> Who knows? I remember a lot of wrong picks. Okay, so <laughs> um, I'm picking the Texans. The Bills had a nice year, and like Alex brought up, they did not play the hardest schedule. Um, Allen, while he had a solid year, I still think he is quite unspectacular. And this is his first taste of the playoffs. Matt likes to say he's a big-time winner. All he does is win. But, you know, this is the time of year where all you're playing are the elite teams of the league. And I think he's going to get exposed. And I think the Texans are a team that, while they disappoint, they do have been making the playoffs with Deshaun Watson when he's healthy and with Bill O'Brien. Um, I just think this Bills team is a little inexperienced. And... We're going to see the Texans finally, you know, maybe make some noise in the playoffs for once. Watson, maybe get a little hot streak going. J.J. Watts coming back. We won't hear the end of that. Oh, for God. Even after that. if they lose, we won't hear the end of that for oh. <laughs> um, but Josh yeah, Allen going, fucking knees him in the face. Going with the Texans. That is my pick. One thing that I always try to keep consistent throughout the time we've been doing these picks and just basically my history as a football fan is don't bet on the AFC South. I say this all the time. Texans, Titans, Colts, borderless Jaguars, don't bet on the AFC South. They always let you down year after year, and the Texans are the prime example of that. As long as Bill O'Brien is the head coach there, he will continue to be a Marvin Lewis clone with a butt chin, and he will never win a big game. He won't do it. They, I, they, he proved me wrong. Okay, to an extent, when they they beat the Patriots, they won a playoff game last year. Or am I lying about that? I think they. I don't know if it was last year. I think they did win one. I think they did. But I mean, I th- wasn't that the game when like they the Raiders had like a backup quarterback when Derek Carr broke his I'm leg. Pretty, that I'm was pretty sure they won ago. a won a won an off game last year. They beat the Colts. No, no, they lost the Colts. Yeah, the Colts. They, they, the Colts shouldn't have won that game, or they. It was, it was in Houston. You're right. They lost twenty-one-seven. Yeah, it was not close. Oh, we were in AC. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we were in AC for that. Um, so <laughs> we just looked at each other. And just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what happened. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take Buffalo. I think they're the better team. Um, they're the more complete team. Like you said, Alex, their strength, obviously the defensive side of the ball. And I forgot to mention their running game is one of the best in the league. Yeah, because they, they ha- I mean, they have Allen, who himself is, is one of probably the best runner on the team. Uh, Frank Gore still finds a way to produce. Matt was very right. Single they beat the Carlos Raiders. Yeah. Nice. They had like Matt McGloin or Connor but Cook But they did or have Osweiler playing quarterback. Jesus. Wow. Lobsweiler. Okay. <laughs> so Watson has never won a playoff game. I guess not. 
Josh Allen first playoff game too, so I guess that's kind of a wash. Um, I think the Bills are just better. I think they're a better overall team. Not afraid, like you said, of, of going to Houston. Um, it's a dome stadium, I believe, right? So, I mean, it, it, the offenses will be able to work. Um, I like Josh Allen. Obviously, I think he's able to find ways to win. Texans defense is awful. Yeah, really bad. Maybe Watt helps. Um, but I, I don't think there's much here. I don't trust the Texans at all. And I'll go with Buffalo. Okay. <coughs> yeah. Buffalo. I'm just going to ride this guy. Well, let me restart. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And then I might also agree with your football picks. <laughs> <laughs> right, next game. Yeah. Um, it's the Jesus Saturday Christ. night. <laughs> Saturday night game. At least let me consent to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. Uh, the the t- the Titans, <laughs> AFC South. Big AFC South Saturday. Uh, the <laughs> oh Titans. God. This slate of games yeah. is going to be fucking snooze it's fest. It's brutal. The one thing I'll say, they might not be the most compelling matchups. I think the one game we just talked about, this one, the Titans-Patriots and Seahawks-Eagles, are going to be competitive. They'll be close. Like It's kind of a toss-up. The other game we'll get into, but at least three of the games I think will be good, but we'll get to that. Um, it's the Titans going to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Saturday I started night. off the last one. Come on. Matt doesn't want to go that he's going to pick the Patriots to lose for the I'll go first. 90th time of his career. I'm going to take the Patriots to win the game. Big shot. <laughs> and obviously, I've said a lot about Ryan Tannehill. Um, there's just no way for me. There's no way that I can envision Ryan Tannehill in his first career playoff start leading the Tennessee Titans into Foxborough and beating the Patriots. He didn't start when they made the playoffs with Adam Gase? No. He got hurt? They made the playoffs? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he got hurt. They went 10-6. and I think Matt Moore might have been. Yeah, um, I'm pretty pretty sure he got hurt. Um, but because I, I remember seeing that it was his first playoff start, so basically he's not going into Foxborough and beating the Patriots. I, I think that that defense is going to come and be prepared after shitting the bet against the Dolphins in Week 17. Um, you the the weakness to the Pats is their run defense, which Derrick Henry for sure might have a good game. I think Tannehill is going to completely crash and fall back down to earth to the like three interceptions. Um, I think it'll be an ugly game, 24-13 New England. It's just Say what you will about the Pats and how they've looked mediocre at times this season, but this is what they do, and this is not the game that's going to end the Pats dynasty against Ryan Tannehill. I'm with you. Um, I'm also picking the Patriots. Um, whatever happened in the Dolphins game this week, while it's concerning, Bill Belichick in the playoffs is going to out-scheme you, out-think you, out-coach you. Especially his former and player. You, yeah, you really have to ha- bring your A-plus, A-plus game to go toe-to-toe in Foxborough with the Patriots in the playoffs. And I'm expecting Brady to, while he might not be the same, expecting him to come out a little harder than he has looked during the season. <laughs> a little harder. <laughs> Matt Moore was the quarterback, um, yes. Yeah, and... I said before, I think the key is going to be for the Titans for to get Derrick Henry going and obviously for Tannehill to not be what he actually is. Um, 
yeah, I'm taking the Patriots. You just if you're picking the Titans in this game, you're either a fool or a genius. Well then, because that's where you're gonna look. Like I that. must be. Let's just talk facts. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill fanboy. Um, I'm not picking the Titans in this game. <laughs> um, Smart. It's a fool's pick. It really is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, the the Titans have looked good ever since Ryan Tannehill took the helm. And, you know, you can go back in this episode and hear my whole uh, speech about Ryan Tannehill and how good he's playing. But, like Matt said, as pedestrian as the Patriots have looked at times this season, that defense has been solid throughout. Um this last game was in Miami? No. Oh, wow. It was in Foxborough. Jesus. <laughs> All right, that's concerning. But um, anyway, yeah. As, as Matt was saying before when he was refuting all my points about Ryan Tannehill being elite, um, they haven't played a team as good as the Patriots since they played the Chiefs, which was like pretty factually just a lucky win. Um going into Foxborough and taking down the Super Bowl champs um, in this cold weather in their home field advantage, especially in the playoffs, that definitely exists. Um, you know Bill Belichick's turning it up a notch. You know Brady's turning it up a notch. You know Edelman's turning it up a notch. Like all these guys that play the Patriot way, um, they're just – it's not going to be the Titans that end this. Um so, yeah, I, I think it'll be close, like within 10 points maybe. But, yeah, give me give me the Patriots. Okay. So we're all in agreement there. Um, it's, it's tempting to take the Titans. To, you know, it is because you, you want to be the guy who called it. Yeah. And like, Which I've the, tried that by the way, way too many times and yeah. failed. <laughs> by <laughs> the way, happen. I, w- <laughs> I want to make it known that I would like nothing more than to see Ryan Tannehill go in and dethrone the Pats. For sure. I would I would just love to see like Brady and Belichick just get fucking their ass handed to them and Brady just retire <laughs> sobbing in tears. Yeah. <laughs> but, There's no tears to shed there. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, now that we got past the Boringville games of the AFC AFC South. So, we'll move right along here. This, I think, will be the game of the weekend. Um, let me make sure that <coughs> this is actually the next game. Nope, it's not. Okay. So, the 1 o'clock game on Sunday, um, I think, will be the worst game of the weekend, actually. Uh, it'll be the Vikings going into New Orleans to take on the Saints. Okay. Start us um, off, Rich. I like the Vikings. Uh, I've always been a low-key supporter of them. I've always liked their colors when they had AP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, purple and gold, so I always <laughs> respect. I like when they had AP and uh, when they had Tavares Jackson. Wow, I forgot about and that And when they were good with Brett Favre, they were cool. Um, but they really got a shit draw here, getting a team that – should have a buy in the first round, but because of how good the the NFC is, they are a wild card team, thirteen and three wild card team. No, well they they won the division, 
but they're playing on Wild Card Weekend. I know, I'm so, but I'm saying they're they could have easily team. been a, had a bye, but just because there's two other 13 and three teams that yeah. you don't go 13 and three normally and get the wild card. No, but that's they didn't get the wild what card. Are, you, know, you don't usually you have a bye for 13 yes, and three. Is yes, what I mean. yes. <laughs> <laughs> just clarifying, you know. Okay. Um, but yeah, they really got a shit draw here. New Orleans is. Drew Brees is playing some of the best football of his life. They have the best receiver in the league. They have one of the best offenses in the league. They have a good defense. They have Demario Davis, the king. Uh, Boss. Cameron Jordan's right. He's, on he's the team. good, yeah. He's really good. Um, and they're just a better overall team. I think they're maybe the best team in the NFC. If I think they're better than the 49ers, but we'll see. Um, but I'm picking them. And I don't think it'll be close. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think the biggest question mark here is, or not, I mean, like, the biggest thing, Dalvin Cook is not healthy. He's not going to be 100%. I think he's going to play, um, but he's their offense. Yeah, they, they have Thielen and Diggs. I shouldn't say he's their offense, but if he's not playing up to what he did this season, I think that that just it wipes out an entire mm-hmm. aspect of their offense, um, which makes you one-dimensional, and when you're not able to have that, a lead running back out of the backfield doing what he does, um, it's going to set the offense back. So I think that that coupled with the fact that the Saints are just better, I, I think with a healthy Dalvin Cook, it would be a really good game because the Vikings are a good team. Their defense is, is very good. But what we've seen from the Saints is that even against great defenses like the Niners and when they played, um, they, they played the, the Packers? They beat the Packers? Saints? Yeah. I don't think they played. I feel like they didn't play. I don't, I don't know why I thought that. They they have a couple good wins. Um, the but Saints? Yeah, for sure. But they they and they lost to the Niners, but they put up forty points. Yeah, so that was, that was the game of the year. Yeah. So the, to that point, like they, even against a great defense, were still able to do their thing, because the offense is it seems like it's unstoppable. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Saints here. Like Richard said, I don't think it's gonna be very close, um, mm-hmm. especially in the dome. And, and it's Kirk Cousins in a big game, so we we know how that goes. Yeah, they definitely did not have the hardest schedule. They beat the Texans. They lost to the Rams. Beat the Seahawks. Beat the Cowboys. Fuck. Beat the Bucks, Jaguars, Bears, Cardinals, Falcons twice. No, they lost to the Falcons. Mm. Beat the Bucks again. Beat the Panthers twice. Mm. Beat the Falcons. Beat the Colts. Titans haven't really been tested. Yeah, I mean, I still think they're gonna rag them, but yeah, I mean they they look good. They they look legit. They lost yeah. to the Rams week two when Breeze got hurt, so that kind of threw off that, that whole true. game. Yeah, um, I'm pretty much in agreement with these guys. Um, the Vikings are a good team. They're fairly complete, um, and they're like Matt said, their strength is Dalvin Cook. He has he was probably the best running back in the NFL this year. When he's healthy, yeah. Yeah, when he's healthy. Yeah. And he's not going to be. Um Cousins Let me drink this. Cousins has had a weird season. Um he started off pretty poorly, got heavily criticized even by his own teammates, bounced back for a few games, and then kind of tapered off towards the end of the year. Um, I, um, what was I going to say? 
in these last few games, he's been having like very similar, putting up very similar numbers to how he was in the beginning of the year. Um, so I don't know what his deal is. If he needs like that extra motivation, like it seemed like he was fueled by being called out by like Thielen and Diggs early in the season, and then he just kind of like went back to being regular and, old Kirk Cousins. And, and we spoke about this before, but his breakout like was directly coincided with Dalvin Cook finally becoming the workhorse. Yeah. And I think I brought it up. He never had more than 20 carries in a game. Those like first few three, four games. Then they started giving him 25-plus, and him and Cousins really started to take off. And then yeah. Cook's been hurt now, so... Yeah, Maybe I mean, that. having having a balanced offensive attack is always good. Um, but, yeah, I, that the Vikings are kind of like sputtering to the finish line here and the Saints are just the better team. They're playing at home in the Dome. Um, Drew Brees is on fire right now. Um He's got the like the story just set all these records. Thomas just set all these records. They're gonna be very motivated to like Gotten finish off this season. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge game. Right. Revenge games. Um Minneapolis Miracle. Every every game for them is gonna be a revenge game this playoffs until they get screwed over again. <laughs> um but yeah. Um all those points plus cousins just you know big game cousins mm-hmm. he's not it was the same story this year like monday night games sunday night games like it wasn't that good mm. so it's going to it's going to be the saints yeah I, i'd be very surprised if the vikings win this game me too okay so, so that that's it uh we got another sets. another 3 all in you know, the same same picks there. So hopefully this game, I think, should be a little more interesting. I think it's going to be the game of the week. Um, and it's the last game Sunday afternoon. Um, the Seattle Seahawks are going into Philly to play the Eagles. Uh, obviously, the, um, the Seahawks had a much better record. Um, they looked like the better team throughout the year. Um, but with the way the playoffs is set up, you have an 8-8 eight eight Eagles team getting a home game. 9-7. No, they went eight and eight. Nine and seven. Nine That's and right. seven. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay, nine and seven Eagles team. I think the Seahawks went eleven and five. Uh, I guess it's not that big of a difference, but I'm gonna go with the. And this is a hard game to pick. I wrote down the Eagles, but I think I'm gonna switch it now to the Seahawks. Um, just because of the way, like, I think it's going to be a close game, and the way that the Seahawks season has gone this year, they win close games. Uh, obviously, we talked about how they had 10 wins by one possession, uh, which is unheard of, but I don't think it's a coincidence because I think Russell Wilson is that kind of quarterback who always will get it done and comes through up. It comes through in the in the clutch moments. Something to watch, obviously, is their running back situation, which now their their first three running backs are all hurt. So they're on to Marshawn Lynch, uh, who he didn't look bad in the game against the Niners. He didn't look good. I mean, he got a very limited workload, but he looks a lot bigger than he than he was 
when we saw him last in, in Oakland. Like out of shape, bigger. Yeah, like like a little bit fatter, which I mean is expected. It, he he said all he was doing was like playing video games for eight hours a day <laughs> until the Seahawks called him. Um, so I don't know how much of game shape he he's in, but he always finds a way to you know break off some big runs and just keep his feet moving. Um, I I think it I think it'll be a one score game again for the Se- for the Seahawks. Um, and I, and it's interesting because it's going to be Wentz's first playoff game. Um, so I mean, it, it, a lot of eyes will be on Wentz. You know, he's got a lot to prove given the situation that we've seen with Nick Foles and the success he's had. He wants some success for his own now. Um, but I, I just don't I don't see the offense you know, being able to to find points like that with the the problems that they're having with their receivers. And now Miles Sanders hasn't practiced all week. And I think they lost another starting O lineman, or at least a. Yeah, there was somebody else that, that was for the hadn't practiced. Year. Yeah, so yeah, so Miles Sanders hasn't practiced. He's really came on strong at the end of the year. So I think that that offense, you know, needs a player like that. I don't know if Boston Scott is like a three down back, which he might have to be. Oh, he's tearing it up last. Week. Yeah, but I mean, he he might have to do that again. I don't I don't really know much about him to trust that. So I'm going to go with Seattle here in a, in a in a close one one score game. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles. Um, I I liked what I saw when the Eagles basically played their first playoff game in Week 16 against the Cowboys. That stadium was fucking rocking, um, and. Of course, it'll be no different this Sunday. Um, so that, that home field advantage, I think, is going to be very real. Um, I think the Seahawks are a little bit... I mean, I don't want to say overrated because Russell Wilson is their quarterback, and that means they can win any game. But they won a lot of very close games that, you know... A ball bounces one way, one thing goes the other way, and like maybe they lose some of them. Um, their point differential was negative. Their defense, like pretty much in all categories, is ranked toward the very, very bottom of the league. Probably the worst defensive team stats out of any team in the playoffs, including like some pretty bad defenses and like the Texans and the Chiefs. Um, their strength on offense was their ability to move the ball on the ground with Chris Carson who had a hell of a season and we know he's not going to be he's not going to be playing um and Penny went down as well who's like a key contributor for them um I think this is a recipe for an upset here uh, even though <clears throat> the Eagles are the higher seed um I like what I've seen from Wentz in recent weeks. I like what I've seen from the Eagles coaching staff. Their play calling has been like interesting and dynamic. Um, I was not aware of Sanders's um, injury, mm-hmm. which I think I just found that out today. Yeah, which which I think is kind of big, but I like what I've seen from Boston Scott. Obviously, I don't think he hasn't proven enough that he'll be able to carry the load. But if both of them play, um, that play calling got a lot better. The offense looked much more dynamic down the stretch. They were ripping off chunk gains, the both of them. Um, Wentz has been making good throws. Obviously, the receivers have had issues catching the balls all season. But um, hopefully, 
the home crowd will give them some sort of spark. Maybe they're a little bit fo- more focused um, in this game. And I think the Eagles are going to pull this one out. Um, they have a history of playing well when games matter most. Um, you can say the same for Russell Wilson, but give me the home team in this one. I like it. I like it, and I am <clears throat> going to agree with you, actually. Um, so ever since the, the, the Eagles lost the Dolphins, which was a very terrible loss, they were sitting at 5-7. and seven. People were pretty much counting them out at that point. They ended the season winning four in a row, an overtime win against the Giants. They beat the Cowboys, who were really their only competition to win the division. And like you said, they've been basically in the playoffs since week, week 16. And they, I think they just have momentum on their side right now. Uh, Seattle lost three out of their last four games. They haven't looked great. They lost to the Cardinals. I mean, I think their last – did they play their starters in their last game? Yeah, it was against the Niners oh, for yeah, the yeah. division. Uh huh. Um, yeah, they lost <laughs> that game. They weren't really ever in it either, were they? Yeah, it, was it a came game. down to the it came down to the last I possession. I got to. I think I like watched the first half and I couldn't catch the second half. Yeah. But Seattle yeah. was on the one yard line and they fucked it up. They didn't give it to Lynch. <laughs> no, I think there was like a false start that backed oh, them okay. up and then they like ran out of time. Something something like that. But they they were they were there. Yeah, and uh, like Alex brought up, their focal point of their offense. Not their fo- Russell Wilson's the focal point, but they love to move the. They've always loved to run the ball. They've always loved to move the ball that way. Ever since Wilson was a rookie, when they had Lynch, who is now back and he's packing on a little extra this time. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it is true. The Eagles have always thrived in that underdog, uh, us against the world mentality. They're the home team. The Philly fans are rabid, whether that be good or bad. Probably bad. They're crazy people over there that eat <laughs> horse shit <apparently. laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they win Super Bowls but um I'm yeah, a, I'm, interesting I want to see Wentz succeed and I think uh that's a true story you know <laughs> God, they eat horse shit <laughs> <laughs> um uh, give me the Eagles even though they're ravaged by injuries <laughs> probably way even worse than the Seahawks yeah and uh they're really Lose like they lost a lot of starting defensive backs, like all their receivers, their running backs. Real vote but, of confidence here. <laughs> but they have a man named Carson Wentz, who's his, the best quarterback in his division, and <laughs> who is not the best quarterback in this game. But <laughs> he's gonna get the W for the Philadelphia Eagles to the tune of his first playoff win at home in Philadelphia, and he's gonna lead the Eagles to. A blowout loss in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I'll say, talking about this Philly crowd and these home fans, Seattle was 7-1 on the road this year, and they did win in Philadelphia week 12. wasn't too long ago. 17-9. Eight-point game. One score, two scores. I mean, you guys can be the judge. But basically, they it are... wasn't December then. <sighs> Now all of a sudden, Wentz is Mister December. <laughs> Didn't he like miss the last January, two years? So. <laughs> yeah, and it's also not December <laughs> anymore. So that's good. Good for Wentz. Um, I I think that Winter's Seattle <laughs> Seattle is no stranger to playing on the road, and they're no stranger to being in big games. Seven and one played eight road games. Yeah, and they won seven of them. So that's very good. The one road game, the one game they lost was against the Rams. Um, Whatever, but um, 
I think that I think Seattle gets it done, which I already picked them, so I'm going to stop talking now. Great. Those so are our first round picks. Eagles, Eagles, Seahawks. Yep. Got some differences there. All right. So from here, real yeah, we we can just kind of run through the rest of the bracket what we each pick here. Um, we'll we'll say them quickly. I know we'll put graphics together for you guys to follow along with. Uh, we'll post some more pictures yeah, about we'll, our actual brackets. So there's and documentation. If you guys want to participate? You could send us your own bracket, um, and maybe we could do a little something if they beat us. Send you a shirt. Yeah. To a year and a half podcast. We don't even have shirts for ourselves. Yeah. But we're gonna no, we, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna put it out there. We want people to compete <coughs> with us on these brackets. If you beat <coughs> whoever has the best record of us, if you beat them. Sorry. <laughs> you guys okay with that? It's coughing on me. Well you're giving me fucking pneumonia yeah, riddled uh, for <laughs> smoking second, pieces. We're uh, very thankful that Alex is here today. Yes. He went through a rough I, week. Yeah. Uh, I had a little pneumonia scare. Yeah. Um yeah. But my plan well, you live to fight another day. <laughs> never to. die. I had yeah. to give him a bigger dose next time. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you feel a sore throat coming on, just go to the doctor and get it taken care of right away. You did. Yeah. You said when, when we were doing Secret Santa at Orange, you were oh, like, I yeah. don't feel well. Yeah. And then the next well, day, you <laughs> like, we're fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turned out I had uh, pneumonia mm-hmm. and strep throat. And we shared a lot of cups that night. A lot pericarditis. Of flip-flip. Um, it wasn't fun, and being in the hospital it sucks. So there wasn't a little part of you that was just like just laying here. It's <laughs> all, like, all I have. <laughs> yeah. brutal being no fucking just stuck to the IV, and it's just like anything good let on me TV? fucking leave. I was just watching like meaningless bowl games. <laughs> I was just like, oh, fucking Western Kentucky, yay! Big, it's a big game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be uh, in the new year. Keep uh, spitting my knowledge on the memo. Moving right along, <laughs> we'll start with the brackets now. Um, I'll start because I have mine written down here. Um, we went through the first round hey, matchups. What you start? I'll start as I, you know, get the, get the winner one out of the way. Um, I'll go based on the matchups that I picked just now. Um, we have. <coughs> The Ravens facing the Bills in the second round and the Chiefs facing the Patriots in the second round. Um, not much to really say with these games, I, which we'll get more in-depth as the playoffs go on because I mean, based on what happens. But the Ravens and the Chiefs are the two best teams in the NFL, to, in my opinion. Definitely the two best teams in the AFC. Um, so I'm going to take the Ravens and the Chiefs to meet in the conference finals. Um, that game will be in Baltimore. Should be a fucking classic. Every football fan should be praying that we get this game. Yeah. Because um, it will just be a, a, a really like a treat to watch, seeing these two offenses go at it, Mahomes and Lamar. Um, I I just I hope to see it. And then the winner of that game, I will take the Kansas City Chiefs um, on the road. I think a lot of people are discounting the Chiefs. I've been saying this for a while now. Lamar comes along, and all of a sudden people forget what Patrick Mahomes has done now for two years. He hadn't had another great season this year, um, despite missing, I think it was two games. Um, still put together great numbers. And Lamar's great. He deserves all the spotlight he's getting. But let's not forget who Patrick Mahomes is. So I'll have the Chiefs representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Then on to the NFC. Um, you have the Niners and the Seahawks against 
Niners versus the Seahawks and Packers versus Saints. Again, should be two really good games here if we get that. Niners-Seahawks for the third time this year. Two, Both games went down to the wire. Um, and I'm going to go with an upset here, and I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks. Um, we just spoke about it. Russell Wilson finds a way to get it done. I trust him in the playoffs. Don't know about Jimmy G yet. Um, then Packers-Saints. Breeze versus Rodgers should be a great game. I'm uh, going to go with the Saints. I think they're just too hot right now to be stopped. The Packers have vanished at times throughout the season. I like them, like them a lot, but I just think that they're running into a bad matchup here with the Saints. So Seahawks going to New Orleans uh, in the, the Superdome. Uh, Seattle's little run is going to run out here, and it'll be the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Um, Chiefs versus Saints is my Super Bowl pick. Another game should be a great game. That's what these playoffs are about. It's going to be great games every week. Um, but give me the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, and I think Mahomes is going to reestablish himself as the best quarterback in the league. There you go. That's my bracket. All right. I'll go next. I got mine written down here as well. So my first uh, game pick was different than Matt's. I picked the Texans over the Bills. So they would be traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens. And they're going to get blown out by the Ravens. And the Ravens will move on to the AFC Championship like everyone expects them to. And then Chiefs-Pats. This is a more fitting end to the Patriots dynasty. Um, to one of the young elite quarterbacks in the league. One of the be- best teams in the league. A team that could have beat them last year if the overtime rules were a little different. But they're the way they are and they lost and to the eventual Super Bowl champs. And I think this year is the year they can finally beat them the Patriots oh. are vulnerable finish your thought um and <laughs> I think the Chiefs are gonna go play the Ravens in the AFC chip yeah forgot to mention this and I'm sorry to cut you off but this game Chiefs Pats the biggest difference maker for me is the fact that it's in Kansas City because the Patriots completely blew yeah. it against the Dolphins and now having to go to Kansas City rather than the Chiefs going to Foxborough mm. that that's what yeah. gives it the edge so that gives me the Ravens and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. And like Matt, I'm also going to pick the Chiefs in this game. Um, I think, you know, after last year, Patrick Mahomes' 50-touchdown season, everyone expected them to go to the Super Bowl last year, but I think this is their year where while he's kind of flying under the radar, even though he still had a great year, he's going to come out here in the playoffs and show why he's still – that MVP, and he's going to beat the guy who's going to win MVP this year because, you know, I feel like that's kind of a thing. The MVP is always losing before yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl, but yeah. that's not why I'm picking them. But, yeah, Chiefs to the Super Bowl out of the AFC for me. Then I have uh, 49ers would be playing the Eagles. Um, that that 49ers defense is going to prove to be way too much for the Eagles. That swarming chaos of a defense is going to – probably dominate and shut down Carson Wentz and the Eagles to uh, end their run there, their nice end of the season. And uh, with all the injuries they face, they should be happy they made it that far. So 49ers mm-hmm. go to the NFC Championship to play someone who I actually wasn't going to pick, but I didn't want mine to be too similar to Matt's. So I have the Packers playing the 49ers in the NFC Championship. And the Packers will then go on to beat the 49ers and play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, which I think would be a pretty cool matchup. Yeah. Uh, Rodgers versus Mahomes would be a cool uh, – I, I feel like the Packers are also 
they they're they're playing a way different brand of football this year. It used to be just Rodgers throwing bombs everywhere, just <laughs> really carrying that team, and they've they've sort of just taken a lot of the load off of him. And not because he's not Aaron Rodgers anymore. It's just, I think it's just better for them to run the ball, don't force him to throw it so many times per game, keep his arm fresh, and he'll win you games when he has to. He's still Aaron Rodgers, but they're playing a different brand of football, and I think he's still going to show up. When it's, it's nice to see him back in there, and it's it's pretty cool that they have the bye because they were. I feel like nobody was talking about yeah. them having the bye until the last few weeks. But uh, are we picking a winner? Yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers his second ring. I would like to see it. And uh, really solidify himself as one of the all-time greats. Okay. That Packers-Saints game was so hard to pick. Like, yeah. That, like, I, I could see the Packers winning that. Yeah. It's funny. You were going to pick the Saints until I picked them, and now the Packers are winning the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I, I actually, my sister asked me, she was like, who's going to go to the Super Bowl? I was like, probably the Ravens and the Saints. And she was so happy because my mom loves the Saints and like the only football team she really knows is the Ravens because she went to Towson. So they were like, oh, it's the, everyone there was a fan of the Ravens. So she was like, oh, my God, Mom, he thinks it's going to be Ravens-Saints. <laughs> Sorry. Not anymore. <laughs> definitely not that. All right. Last but not least, um, I... Uh, all right, I'll start with – I'll go in the same order you guys did. Um, since I picked the Bills over the Texans, uh, Ravens-Bills, don't think that's going to be much of a game. I'm going to take the Ravens, just head and shoulders, the better team. Um, Pats-Chiefs, um, I like the Chiefs in this one. Um, I am tempted a little bit to take the Pats just because I feel like they're going to turn it up because it's playoff time, but – the Chiefs are really, really good. Um, <laughs> that um, their their defense is still not great, but like I feel like it's gotten a little bit better compared to last year. And obviously, the Patriots' offense is just uh, pretty has been pretty anemic this season. Um, so, give me the Chiefs in that one. Um, AFC Championship, Ravens, Chiefs. Um, these two guys took the Chiefs. So I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Ravens. Um, their offense has just been spectacular this season. And underratedly, their defense has also been like top five in the league. Um, kind of snuck in there towards the end. Um, the Chiefs do a terrible do job of defending the run. And the Ravens are obviously the best rushing team in the NFL. So I think they'll just be able to run all over them at home. And um, that's just a huge mismatch there that I think it's going to be important in that AFC championship game. So I like the Ravens representing the AFC. Moving over to the NFC, um, 49ers-Eagles. I actually think if this happens, um, I think this game will be pretty good. Um, but I like the 49ers. I think they're the best team in the NFC. Um, then on the other side, we got uh, Saints-Packers. Um, I'm going to take the Saints in this one. Um, the Packers, yeah, they're, they're playing a completely different brand of football. Yeah, they got a first-round bye. And I do think it's going to be huge that 
they're playing in Lambeau in the playoffs, which is like just not, say that. not something we've seen in a while. Like the Packers playing, um, like getting like a really high seed and playing with home field advantage. Um, Breeze not playing in the Superdome. Always like, you know, it, him in cold weather is going to be not something you see all the time. Um, but I am going to take the Saints. I think they're the better football team. I think this might be the best game we see in that on that side of the bracket. Um, I think it'll be very close. I think it'll come down to the wire. Um, but I'll take the Saints. I just think I just think they're the better team, and uh, I don't like to get cute with this stuff. Um, <laughs> um, that Aaron Rodgers is cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at home. Yeah, just like has Drew Brees ever played a game outdoors? <laughs> Honestly, like I, I just every time I picture him playing, it's just a dome, like yeah, perfect yeah, weather. Yeah. I know they got the Lions and Falcons in the division, was, which is all dome stuff. Yeah, I, I was talking to Cooper on the way here actually, and I was just like spitballing with him about football, and he brought up that point about how like Lambo in January has like not really been a thing of recent and people forget that it's like a really hard place to play yeah and come playoff time but um i like what i just like the momentum that the saints have and i don't have it in me to take the packers over them both of these teams have kind of not been tested that much this year Mm -hmm. um the packers have lost some questionable games to like the eagles and the chargers um Mm. they played close games two close games against the lions close game with the redskins they did beat the chiefs um and obviously the vikings are in their division so outside of their division they've kind of just been like matt eh. moore played that game with the chiefs okay which is even more to your point yeah I think it's a um, great win yeah it's close too but but we were just talking earlier about how the saints kind of as well have not been mm-hmm. tested um I just Matt like Moore season. always finds a way to squeeze into these <laughs> games. <Yeah. laughs> Can't go a season without a Matt Moore start. Yeah. Um, Wasn't yeah. he filthy too? <laughs> <laughs> the, the game with the Packers was a shootout. It was like 35-28. <laughs> it was you a close game. <laughs> um, so that makes my NFC chip 49ers, Saints um, in San Francisco. Um, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I, I understand that, you know, Jimmy G is not proven, but what they do over there has just been – they've just execu- executed so well throughout this season from top to bottom. And I think the 49ers are kind of the opposite of the Saints. They, they've been tested many times, and they've came out on top even against the Saints. They played probably the game of the year um, earlier this season. And – um, I don't really subscribe to the thing like it's hard to beat a team twice. I just think like the better team normally wins, and I think the 49ers are the better team, so I'm gonna take them. And that makes my Super Bowl matchup a rematch of the infamous blackout bowl. <laughs> um, but it ain't a brother bowl. Completely not different a team, not now. a brother bowl. Completely different Completely teams. different teams. Almost swap um, places with the used to be the 49ers had cap, mm-hmm. the new style running mm-hmm. yeah. offense. Jimmy versus, G, Flacco comparison, yeah. very similar guys, yep. Both hot. Yep. <laughs> Flacco's not hot. <laughs> no, kidding. 
Bert. You think he's hot. He's Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Bert, like from Bert Ernie. Yeah. That's true. He's literally Bert. <laughs> Um, With a fucking cannon. You ever see the video? <laughs> you ever see the video? Bert, is, was he the yellow one, Bert? Yeah. Did you ever see the video of the guy going up to Ernie? And he's like got like a trench coat on, and he's like looking around all sketchy. He's like, you want to buy some eights? <laughs> no. And I saw him. And it was like, they had this guy out here selling eights on Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, that actually happened? Yeah, he has like a number eight. He's like, you want to buy some eights? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ernie, you know he said yes too. Yeah, Ernie was, like, was Ernie was getting down. It's very funny. Alex, go ahead, pick your Super Bowl. Talk <laughs> <laughs> about Sesame Street. Four. Sesame Street. Um, <laughs> Ernie wins in a landslide. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So rematch of the blackout bowl, but not the brother bowl anymore. Um. Forty ers Ravens. <laughs> um. I think. Just I just think these are the two most complete teams in the NFL. They're the most fun to watch. They're the most just you throw them on and you're just amazed by what they're doing. Um, but I think the Ravens are going to come out on top in this one, just like the last one. Um, the one thing that the 49ers defense struggles with is run defense. This is kind of like, this has been like the Raven. I think the Ravens' path to the Super Bowl is um, being able to run the ball, and um, some of the teams that just the way my bracket matched up um, don't have the best run defenses. So I'm going to take the Ravens um, in a classic. Um, I think Lamar Jackson gets his vindication, silences all the doubters, um, which he should have already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly not you guys. What? Whoa. In the AFC chip. What's wrong with that? The better quarterback's going to beat him. All right. Well, we'll see about that. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens over the 49ers in the bowl. Cool. All right. We all got different Super Bowl matchups, different winners. So there's definitely going to be something on the line here. And uh, like we said before, I'm going to keep – I'm going to throw some stuff on the stories, on Facebook, whatever. We're going to encourage you – to give us your brackets before Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I'll do some. I'll, I'll make a pool going. We'll get a pool going tomorrow. Yeah. Just hit up everyone hit we every, know. Hit some people up, and uh, we can maybe instead of punishing each other like we love to do, yeah. we can figure something out, get the fans involved here, yeah. get them, get, get something out And to also them. punish each other. Yeah. Yes, with wax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we should do that. We should do a, a little bracket. <laughs> no, yeah, the, the wax for sure. Um, I have it on me. Uh, but we'll do we'll do a little a little fun fan engagement. All right, so we'll wrap Let's it up. Let's go, Ravens. We'll wrap it up here. Good luck to everybody. Got Ravens, Chiefs, Packers. Hope everybody had a happy, safe New Year, and uh, we're uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah.